Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey, mamas. Hey, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. By the way, I'm not ever saying Mrs. Claus again. Golly. Why, what, what happened with Mrs. Claus? Last week on the episode, I said, hello, Mrs. Claus. And you were like, breaks. Because I don't want to be an old lady <laughs> with an apron on. I want to be a trendy, young, and fun Mrs. Claus. Mama Claus. Hey, as we, as we go into this episode, by the way, we're going to be talking about All Is Not Calm. We think it's hilarious, the song <laughs> Silent Night. And I have some hilarity for you, because of course it was written by a dude. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's silent for them. They don't wake up. Yeah. So can we just do a heat check? Like, how are you right now with the Christmas season? Like, like, are you a one, like, you're ready to give up? Are you a 10? Like, in this moment, Rebecca. I think I might be an 8. <gasps> I'm almost done Christmas shopping. I've wrapped half my presents. Uh, this morning, my child revealed to me he needed cookies for a Christmas party that he was supposed to bake last night, which we didn't. So I sure enough had a bag in the back of the pantry. Uh, honestly, a bag that I had hidden for myself because <laughs> I have to hide things in my house and so my kids don't eat them. And I was like, this is a serious act of sacrificial love for me to hand this bag of cookies to you to take to your class at school. So there better be one of those under the tree from him at Christmas. But anyway, I just, I, I feel like I'm killing it. I... <laughs> Could not love that more. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear it. There's got to be other moms out there that are like, done. I got this, people. Let's go. I, Christmas tomorrow. I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I love it. I feel like I'm a little bit like a little bit behind the eight ball on Christmas this year. So uh, you're a seven? I mean, <laughs> six, five. Six, five. Like 6.5? No, like where, you know, like on a one to 10. <laughs> I'm like right in the middle. <laughs> okay, well, that's good, though. Like, you're halfway there. You still got, well, we can't tell you how many days because you don't know when we're recording this, but you've got days. Yeah. I, I feel like it's all going to get done, but it's just, it's all I can do right now to just do the next thing. Yes. I do feel like that with the calendar. Yeah. Like, just like this morning when you're like, I'm not really sure what else is coming yeah. down the pipe. So, And so I'm just trying to be okay with that. That's right. Like, all I can do is the next thing. Yes. So, like, Lydia, we just completed last night Lydia's musical tour of Texas. Yes, which I thought was hilarious. Your post was so funny. She said <laughs> five <laughs> concerts in December. I bet they sang the same song at all five, too. So you're like, man, I got it memorized by now. Some of the same. Some of the same. <laughs> Holiday road. <laughs> so we walk around singing it all the time. Anyway. Um, and, you know, it's just it's just kind of one thing after another. So hilariously, I don't have I told you this yet, that um, the room moms at school, you know, PTA, like, asked people to be room moms, you know. So, like, I had been warned, you know, by a mom years ago, like, you know. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, like a mentor mom. But then you get to fourth grade and nobody does it. And okay. now they keep sending emails saying someone anyone yeah so because you know I just I don't know because some moms actually love it so like like there are moms I think that like really get into it and they really seem to love it which I love like please lean into that make the party amazing for my kids yes yes 
Um, but you know, it, to me, it didn't seem like something fun. So I've just kind of always held out on it, but I've always said, whoever is the room mom, I'll send them an email, a text, be like, I'm here to help you girl. I'll be there early to help you decorate. What do you need me to bring? Right. I just don't want to have to run it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so this year PTA was recruiting room moms and, um, I get a message on Facebook from this woman and she's like, Oh my gosh, she might listen to the podcast. This is not bad. It's not bad at all. But I get a, I get a message from her and she's like, Hey, you know, I know that Caroline's in Miss Simon's class. We don't have a room mom. Do you have, you know, could you do it or could you recommend anyone? And I said, let me think about it. No one's coming to me right now. Um, but I would be happy to help whoever ends up doing it. Well, then all of a sudden I get added to this group me. Oh, she said, you said yes. I mean, I don't know what you said yes to, but you said yes. So now you're on the list. And it said, Kate Henderson is uh, Miss Simon's roommate. (laughs) And I was like, that is the most savage thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Like, way to go, sister. You know, we're all out here just trying to survive. And she's like, she said, I got a partial yes. (laughs) Check. Yeah. Good job. So, like, anyway, so tonight we have our church Christmas party with my little girls and my group, you know, so that'll be fun. So I planned all of our little minute to win it games. Love it. You're so, so good at those. Sweet spot. It is. I love it is. It. Minute to win it's your sweet spot. And then Friday morning we have, you know, the class Christmas party, which, okay, by the way, these PTA girls, though, they have it figured out. All of first grade does the same thing. I love. Yes. So we all have the same sign up genius. Yes. And so really all I have to do is, like, just lead the party. It's not... It's not like I'm coming up with everything on my own. Just like, tell me you're not doing cookie decorating with first graders. We're it's a Rudolph themed party, like a reindeer reindeer yeah. themed. So we're doing like these little pretzels where you make a reindeer out of these old pretzels. It's it looks. How cute. do you melt the chocolate to be the body of the reindeer? Don't you have to melt you're, the chocolate? I think you use icing. Oh, you're just using icing. Okay, yeah. I mean, it looks fine. Yeah, I'm like great. Okay. But I'm just having to mentally be like, I, I can't think about that today. <laughs> today yes. is not the day for that. That's right. Today, I have to plan this other thing, so you know what I mean? Yes. But then it's like, uh uh-oh, that's the last day of school. I have to get teacher gifts. I have not done that yet. Listen, I'm telling y'all, my personal gift is shopping. I just want to shop for all of y'all. I just want you to send me your list November 1st. And I just want to take care of it for everybody, everybody in America. Okay, by the I way, want to shop for you. You showed up big for our friend Haley, who audio messaged both of us and was like, "Hey, I need this <laughs> gift, this gift." Rebecca replied with like actual ideas. I'm telling you guys, it's my gift. Yeah. I'm ready. So Call good. me up, coach. So good. So anyway, I just feel like that is the way I'm surviving this right now. It's just being like, do you know what Scarlett O'Hara said in Gone with the Wind? She said, "I can't think about it today. I'll think about it tomorrow." <laughs> he said, "That's my mantra." <laughs> That's the K way. This is the way. So right now, that's what I'm doing. Okay. It's like it's like a Target pickup, yes. or you know, on the way to the thing, I'm getting what I need. And if I listen, don't, I don't. moms, hide some cookies in the back of your pantry. <laughs> I promise they're going to come in clutch. Just do it. I love it. So we're talking about this episode that you know, all mom wants for Christmas is some calm, right? Yes. And all is not calm. Um, but I think I just got so tickled as we started thinking about like the song "Silent Night" because it's one of the songs we sing, and it's so like, oh, it's so sweet, right? When you sing yes. it, you're like, oh, all is calm, all is bright. Mm. So it was you listen, rounding on virgin though. I don't know if I really want people singing about my virginity <laughs> and my roundness. <laughs> Um, so 203, 203 years ago, Silent Night was first heard by Austrian villagers attending Christmas Eve in Oberndorf. You gotta love Love Austrian names. Yes. Um, so this bro, 
Um, he was a young priest in Austria. Joseph Moore wrote this in 1816. And um, it was after the Napoleonic Wars had taken their toll, you know, where on where he was living. And he was going out for a walk, and he looked out over a very quiet, winter-laden town. And um, he was inspired because the town was at peace. And so, you know, now it's this uh, favorite, famous song. And Silent Night says this. I mean, everybody knows, but... Just to kind of Tell refresh us. our memories. Tell us. It says, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Um, nobody really <laughs> sings the other verses, so I'm not going <laughs> to. Listen, I feel like they're, they feel unloved because we don't sing all okay, the okay. verses. Shepherds quake at the sight, glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly host sing alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. That's really pretty. That is pretty. And um, Silent Night, Holy Night, Son of God, Love's Pure Light. <gasps> Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Listen, there's some good theology okay, in yes. this song. I'm, I'm here for it. This is good stuff. Um, but it started, you know, it started getting get me thinking about, like, was the night silent, you know, when Mary is having the birth of Jesus. Like, was that actually a silent night? No. Because I think about, like, our own birth situations, and for me, that was not a silent night. No, it was not silent. And we had drugs. She (laughs) did not have drugs. So there is no way it was silent. Yeah. No, no drugs. Do you have a crazy birth story where yours chill? No, listen, if I, I still have this dream in my heart. I don't think God's going to fulfill it, but I desperately (sighs) wanted to go into labor, like, in Target. Rebecca, you guys, Rebecca is so awkward. If there's somebody, like, really pregnant and we get on the elevator with her, like, we do not know this girl, okay? And Rebecca will look at her and go, hey, listen, if you have this baby right now, I will deliver it. And she'll, like, look at this woman, like, with full, like, like it's very real. And she's like, if you have this baby right now, I will deliver it. It's my dream. And the it woman's is. like, oh, my gosh, please step away from me. <laughs> Listen, I still think God could fulfill that dream. I still think I could deliver a baby. I just really wanted my birth story to be just as exciting. Yeah. I wanted to go into labor at Target. I wanted to have to call Greg. I wanted him to come screeching through the parking lot. I hey, wanted us to drive told you fast. This. My mom's water broke in the grocery store with my oldest That's my sister. Dream. Yeah. That's my dream. Okay. I wanted, this is the crazier part, which y'all love me. I was in the bubble, so I've got lots of crazy things that don't happen in the bubble. I wanted to have the baby in the parking lot right outside the hospital because I wanted to save the money. Come on, yes. <laughs> and then I just wanted them to wheel me in so I could spend the night. They could check everything out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but Have you seen the video of that couple walking up to the door and the baby slips yes. out of her? Into her sweatpants and yes. she just reaches down and grabs it. Yeah. I just think that's amazing. Well, you that's just need to I have want. another baby. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Your that's... Your canal is probably all no. loose now. And I don't think that's out. happening. I don't think it's <laughs> happening. But that's my dream. So even though my birth stories are amazing, I tell my kids all the time, listen, y'all just did not deliver for me. This is what I really wanted. Y'all did not but do I'll it. But jump, deliver. <laughs> uh-huh. They were all calm? But you had... I mean, I was in the hospital for all of them. We induced. But you had vag births? Yes. You induced every one of them? Every one of them. Because you had big babies. I had big babies. Except for abs. Abs was not big. But, and she was the third. By the time we get to the third, yes, it's like your body's like, we done yeah. here. But, no, there was, it just, it was fine. It was great. It was great, y'all. It's great. You're such a liar. <laughs> <laughs> so, gosh, 
now that we're like almost 100 episodes into this, I'm like, have I told this story before? But even <laughs> if I have, like, do you remember? Do you care? My first my first one, Caleb, I always feel like those are maybe the more, because you just like don't know what to expect. Yes, you and know? your body's not ready. Yeah. It's never done this before. So he was supposed to be born on like December 22nd. Oh, I didn't know that was his original due date. Yeah. You were like, no, we're not doing this that close to Christmas. Well, <laughs> so on December 3rd, um, I started having control and I went to the doctor and I got checked and she said these are Braxton Hicks you know you're not due for 20 more days like this could be like this the whole rest of your time and I was like take me to heaven like this this is serious business like it didn't just feel like you know now that you've lived a little more life you're like okay it really wasn't that bad (laughs) but you know when you're in it you're like 20 more days and she like checked me out and dilated or anything well then I was up all that night um with having contractions, I remember like being leaning over the side of the bed, like with my knees on the floor and my head on the bed and being like, this is miserable. I, I, I cried cause I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this for weeks. Yeah. Um, the next morning I didn't know really what it was. You guys prepare yourselves. This is an ick factor, but I passed. <gasps> you the, always do this. You always share an ick factor with us. I'm ready. The little mucus plug thing. I didn't really know though. For I never sure what knew it if was. I did that. Thank you to the moms out there that are like, I don't know. I just peed, and if well, I don't know what was there. Okay. I just remember being like, oh, that's more than, oh, okay. Okay. But anyway, I went on to work. I was teaching high school Spanish. So I went on to work. I taught all day, and um, the things, you know, were getting stronger. But I had this doctor in the back of my mind saying, these are Braxton Hicks. You're fine. 20 more days. You're fine. And I was 25 years old. And so, like, what do I know? I don't know anything about anything, you know? And the mm-hmm. doctor has told me this is nothing, so I'm just going to keep going. Yes. So I taught school all day. Um, I didn't have my sub plans ready until, like, like right before Christmas, right? Well, you didn't even need them. You were like, y'all are going out for Christmas. I, I mean, don't need you. So, so I'm trying because I'm thinking – I think this baby is actually coming. So I had my kids working on stuff and then I would just start, I started like making stuff for the sub, you know, for like the next week and stuff. But the downstairs copier was down. So I'm in labor, not knowing fully that I'm in labor. I'm walking upstairs to the upstairs copier. You were doing everything you're supposed to do to get the baby out. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I just thought I was, you know, (laughs) do you have Mexican food for lunch? No girl. I don't remember (laughs) wanting to eat, you know, but I remember walking up the stairs and grabbing onto the railing and counting one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000. Cause it was so, you know, they would come on so intense. Yes. Anyway. So then I was in the teacher's lounge grabbing something and this woman saw me and she goes, when is this baby due? And I said, well, he's not actually due to like the 22nd or something. And she said, well, I've had 10 kids. (gasps) yeah you can't just drop that bomb in the teacher's lounge (laughs) well she told me and I said oh okay and she said I really think that you're in labor like just looking just by looking at you yes yes that's amazing and I was like do you really think so because I I think think so so (laughs) (laughs) and I don't think my doctor's had 10 kids so I'm gonna go with what you're saying yeah so I called one of our teacher aides and I was like can you come cover my last period Okay, dog I'd been in labor all day all day day. and like the night standing up walking stairs yeah so she comes to get me. I get in my car. I call Jeremy on the way home or on the way to the, or I call the doctor's office and I say, I'm coming and just, will you just check me, you know? And I call Jeremy and I'm like, I'm going to, can you meet me at the doctor's office? I get there. I'm at a six. <gasps> yes. Uh-huh. And I they, like that's award worthy. Immediately start like red flags, like, you know, alarms going off. Like, okay, we got to get you to the hospital. You know, Jeremy and I drive home, grab my bag. Oh, I know. Oh. Like we sh- I don't know. He and then, can get the bag later. What are we doing? I don't know. Let me tell you what this man did. Because this was, you know, in 2005. So he takes the uh, 2007, 12, 5, 07, 07. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a video camera, like a real one. 
Yes. You know what I mean? That, that's what we did for like our first birth, too. It's like a legit camcorder. Yeah. So he's driving down the road holding, holding this it. camcorder on, you? on me. Because he thinks you're going to have the baby in the car? I don't know. Just wanting to, like, film this situation. Get to the hospital. That baby was born in less than two hours. That's amazing. But it was chaos. You could I have mean, sat in the parking lot for a couple more hours. <laughs> had that baby out there. Why didn't you call me? We weren't friends then. Bummer. So I barely got an epidural. Because I was at a seven then by the time we get there. Yes. So. That is awesome. Isn't that crazy? I'm jealous. I covet your story. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. I love my kids. They're fine. Maybe one of your, one of, one of your kids grandbabies, will have a kid. I'm going to deliver my grandbaby. <gasps> That's even better. I'm changing the bucket list. <laughs> I don't want the lady in the elevator anymore. I want the grandbaby. Okay. So, but just thinking about like a birth, like there is so much chaos, but then there is that moment of relief when they hand you the baby. When they hand you the baby. And time stops. And time stops. Yes. And then there's that moment, this is also going to be a little weird, where you're, then your placenta. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. I did not know she was going to go there. When the placenta delivers. I don't you- remember that either. I don't, I, no. I'm holding my baby at this point. I don't know what else is happening and I don't care. And it's like, <sighs> like relief. No, like, I don't remember that. Come on. I, okay, on social, I'm going to need y'all <laughs> to post if y'all remember delivering your placenta and feeling a sense of calm. Because I don't. Oh my gosh. I but don't. It is this moment of calm. But don't you always think that the calm comes after the chaos? Like I thought it was interesting that this yes. priest wrote yes. this song after they had been in war. Right. Right? And they'd been in the chaos of the war. And so then when everything does slow down, when it does get quiet and it stops, you savor it so much because it's like, oh, right? Yes, I agree. Because I think we are all on a quest for rest. Yes. We are always out here looking at, okay, when do I get a chance to just like breathe and calm down? And so in the midst of the chaos, when it does come, we just go, oh my gosh, that's so nice. No, I totally agree with that. And I think honestly... All of life is trying to steal that from us. Yeah. It's out to get us. Yeah. Everything is trying to steal our calm and our rest. And it, it, just like this morning, something else pops up at every turn right. that you didn't expect or didn't plan for. And you're pivoting. It's like a constant yes. pivot of how yes. do I get to the next thing? Yeah. Well, and I think about how, you know, I, I think one of the false promises of Christmas is rest. Because, you know, this is like part of what we're sold is this idea that, you know, we're all going to be together and it's going to be so nice. Christmas break. Rest (laughs) at Christmas break, you know. And, you know, I think it's one of the reasons that we sometimes find ourselves disappointed after the holidays because we didn't find the rest we wanted in the way we felt like maybe we had imagined that it would be. And it got me thinking about Mary. And, you know, um, Mary, after she had had Jesus and the Magi come and, and they give the gifts and seven, it says, um, and Mary treasured all these things up in her heart. And I thought, you know, that's such an interesting way for us to consider how we find calm in the chaos is that in those moments when it does get quiet, that we treasure those moments in our hearts, that as they come on, we don't miss them, but we stop down enough to go, oh, this is the moment. And it may not be a day long. I think a lot of times we're looking for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. We're looking for like multiple days in a row of yes. like chill. Yes. And maybe you get that. Fantastic. Um, but if you don't, that you savor and treasure those moments that you do get. 
Well, and I'm so curious. Like, I want to know, what were they? Yeah. Mary, where's your journal? I want to read it. Yeah, what are your treasures? Yeah. Because we can imagine. And we all have different treasures. I think that's part of it, too. What I treasure is not what you treasure. Mm -hmm. As moms, we all have different things that we stop down on and think, God, that was amazing, or I'm so thankful that happened, or... Or we even miss, we miss the treasure and we don't grasp it until that night when yeah. we finally sit down and get to reflect, you yeah. know, what that might be. But I think it's important for us to do that because I think as moms, you know, we're trying so hard to make everybody's life amazing mm. that we want to make sure that we're holding on to the things that God, because I think God gives us as moms things he doesn't give anything out, give anyone else. Yeah. Even for the daddies. Uh-huh. I just think there are things that moms, we see we maybe reflect on that nobody else does that are our little treasures. That's really good. I've never thought about that. Yeah, I agree with that. Motherhood is so special. I love it. I think it's really a gift. Let's think about the things that are trying to steal from that calm and that rest. Yeah. Um, first one that comes to mind is calendar. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, th- I think holidays are fun, but it's almost like we try to cram too much into the fun. Yeah. I feel like on December 1st, you're like, okay, uh-huh. let's do this. Uh-huh. And then December 12th, you're like, oh my goodness, I have something every day from now until Christmas, and you're overwhelmed. Sure, we start regretting our yes. You know, what felt like a good yes on December 1st becomes a really resentful yes on December 14th. And some of it's not our choice. Sure, I mean, right, we've got exactly. kids and yeah. four different classes. Girl, you know it was not my choice to be that room you, <laughs> you got five choir concerts, yeah. you know, and you want your kids to be at these things. Yeah. You've probably committed to them, so yeah. you should be at them. Right. So it's not all, like, purposeful. Exactly. Exactly. But I think, though, that we do have some agency in, like, the things that we can say yes or no to. You know, the things that are optional. And a lot of times, you know, either you have FOMO or whatever, so we end up, you know, saying yes to things that really end up pulling away from what we really want to say yes to, which is Jesus, our family, rest. Yes. Yes. I also think as mamas, cause we're trying to make it fun. Whatever we budgeted December 1st is basically gone by December 2nd. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so a lot of the stuff we're trying to do that's fun drains the bank. Yeah. It I does. mean, you've got one more gift exchange. Uh-huh. You've got everybody bring this to school. Uh-huh. I mean, really, I kind of look up and go, I'm sorry, honey. I don't know where it's going at this point. Right. <laughs> it's just going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll catch up in 2023. Yes. I, I don't know. I Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. As good as you want to budget, there's just stuff that comes up that just grabs at you. I also think, you know, there's expectations. Just what you said. When you go into the holidays, you're kind of like, okay, this is how I want it to go. Yeah. So I have an expectation. And then you're trying to meet that expectation, and you don't. And it may be because you feel like somebody else is asking that of you. Sure. Or maybe you're asking that of yourself. And then when it doesn't happen, there's you, you have to be able to control that in a positive way. Otherwise, you just are like, I'm horrible. I'm a bad mom. Everybody hates me. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself the gift of letting go of everybody else's expectations. And even those unconscious things that you've set up as false expectations, that you're the only one that has this expectation, no one else cares or wants that. You know what I mean? (laughs) But you have set it up as a non-negotiable, and it's a false non-negotiable. Listen, let's talk about Advent. Let's talk about it. I have teenagers. Yeah. They don't love it. (laughs) I'm 
trying so hard to pull us together around this candle. I love this year that our church is it's one Sunday a month, and that has been a good fit for us. We have had the kids take turns leading the Advent, and that, I think, has helped us. Okay, because I literally had to just, like, pray in the midst of it last Sunday. <laughs> like, it's okay. Yes, they act like they don't care. They're making rude comments. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it has not been. It's not been joyful for no, you. No, it's not. You know, we, I have experienced that so many times. So, but this year I said, Jeremy, you got this. <laughs> and I love that. I asked him to own it because I feel like I'm usually the one. Yes. I did hand it over to Greg last time and there was a part of me that had a little bit of joy. Yeah. In the kids' reaction. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, this is what I get all the time. I Yeah. You know, and I, especially, you know, for us, I'm like, you're a pastor. You got this. Go on ahead. <laughs> You could do this in your sleep. But he's done a good job. And then, you know, having the kids be in charge of one of the I think weeks that's good. each has, has that's helped. Good. Okay, all my moms with teenagers, give me a shout out. <laughs> <I'm laughs> social. Okay, and then I always come to what remains? Mm-hmm. Like December 26th. Yeah. What is left Yeah. from the calendar, the chaos, the wrapping paper, the parties, the budget? Yeah. It's like what remains after all of this hurry? Well, and I think if we begin with the end in mind, like if we begin with December 26th in mind instead of December 25th. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Then would that change how we responded on Thanksgiving Day, December 1st? I would decorate less. (laughs) But seriously, (laughs) like begin with the end in mind. Think about where do we want to be on December 26th or December 31st instead instead of on Christmas Day. Because the culmination of that day doesn't always bring about what we had hoped. Yes, that's so good. That's really good. Moms, when I was thinking about this and just this word chaos, like I use it a lot in my life. Yeah. How was your day? Chaotic. (laughs) How was your house? Chaotic. (laughs) How do you feel right now? Chaotic. Um, I was like, where did that word actually come from? And this, I I just want to share this because I think it's so interesting. So chaos actually begins before the world began. Because where the Bible starts with chaos is before God formed anything. Yeah. yeah. That the world was covered um, and there was no order. Uh-huh. And so chaos actually means lack of order. Okay. Um, it can mean void. It can mean emptiness. It can mean darkness. Yes, those are all the emotions I feel sometimes. Womp, womp, womp. But then God comes into the picture yep. and decides to create. And that's what he does. He brings order from chaos. Yes. And what's wow. so interesting is when you look at other religions and the way that they describe how their God created the world or whatever, it's always this battle between the God and the chaos. So they're fighting the sea. They're fighting the disorder. But for us as believers, what's so beautiful is that God did not fight the chaos because God had created it. How did it get there? Well, God had to put it there. Mm. So when God brought order to the chaos, all he did was speak. There was no battle. There was no fight because God was already sovereign over the chaos. Wow. So I think for those of us that may be feeling that right now, just know that God is sovereign over that too. Yeah. It's not outside of his control. It's not outside of his knowledge. He has order over that too. And so where do we look for order? We have to look to him. Yeah. And we're not trying to fight it because I do think as moms, that's what we're doing. We feel like we're battling it all the time. Uh Uh-huh. How am I going to fight against this today? What are my weapons? Well, maybe we don't need weapons. Maybe we just need God. Mm -hmm. So God brings order to the chaos. And when he does that, 
it's through his sovereignty, it's through his power, um, and it's through his peace. And so when we look throughout scripture, you can see even in the New Testament, um, even Paul's journeys, he he had shipwrecks. The sea is always this constant place of turmoil. Uh-huh. And in Revelation, what's so beautiful is at the end of time, John said he saw there was no more sea. Really? So the sea that was supposedly this um, create this chaos uh-huh. is now gone. And I read one commentator said he doesn't think it means that there's not going to be any water yeah. in like the new heaven and the new earth. It's just that because the sea was this presence of chaos for people for thousands of years, because sure, they have no control. It's unpredictable. Yeah. Even today, right, for sure, we have no control over it. Yeah. That at the end of time, when Jesus comes back and, and he restores everything to its perfection, that there is no more sea. There's no more chaos. Mm, wow. All is calm. All is brought back to order. And so I think for us, one of the things we need to do in this time is instead of trying to control the chaos, maybe we just look to Jesus and ask him mm. to do it for us because he did it from the very beginning and he wants to do it still today. And so just a couple of scriptures to share. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And I think we just were trying to accomplish calm <laughs> outside of God. Yeah. Let me control the calendar. Let me move some things around. Let me order from Amazon so I don't have to drive to the store. Let yeah. me buy the cookies. Like none of those things are bad, but it's really as a mom, our way of trying to like put our arms around it and go, I got this. That's right. But really whoever we need to got this is the God. <laughs> yeah. The God. The, the God bring, of order. The God of order. Yeah. And just like Kate said, where we're looking at the end first, you know, like, okay, God, what do I, what do you want? Mm. For these next 26 days, 31 days. Yeah. I mean, I'll just be honest. I did not ask him. No, I did not. I just was like, okay, well, here's what we normally do. Right. Here's what everybody else is doing. And yep. We just put it into autopilot. We do. And then we try and survive it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then this other verse that I thought was so good, um, 2 Corinthians 4, 6. It says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. And if you listen to last week's episode when we talked about peace, one of the things I shared was that peace actually comes from the fullness of the knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. That when I can understand what God's will is and embrace his power in my life, I am full of him instead of being full of other people's expectations or my expectations. And so part of peace is just sitting in that fullness of God. And so maybe part of our chaos is because we have set God off to the side. Sure. While we tried to make our own choices. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I just read, and I shared this on my stories about it, that Tim Keller's Hidden Christmas, and he talks about how problematic it is when we try to conjure up these sentiments of Christmas, peace, joy, you know, um, that it was never supposed to be that way, that the scripture tells us that a light has dawned on the earth, It came from outside of us, not from within us. And we will always feel deficient when we are trying to conjure up the things that our souls long for. It has to come from something outside of us, which is God. Which is God. And that's what he did from the very beginning. Yeah. And when sin entered the world, it made us think that I had the ability to do what only God can do. Mm -hmm. And 2,000 years later, we're still fighting that (laughs) same battle, you know? Yeah. So what do you think the takeaway is for a mama who's listening right now? You know, what is her, what can we 
kind of challenge her with or remind her with. It's not too late. Mm. Because I think as moms, I always wake up and go, oh, it's too late. I'm already halfway through. I'm already three quarters of the way through. We already did the party. We already bought the gift. It's not too late. Because it's never too late for you to stop and go, okay, I want what God wants. Even if it's December 23rd, I want what God wants. For sure. And you can still allow him to be present in those next moments and hours. Yeah, that's good. And then as you do see those beautiful moments of rest, you know, the baby after the labor, this quiet town after war, that moment in church when you sing Silent Night and you're holding candles and everything has stopped. Give a giggle. Give a giggle. It's okay. (laughs) That it's... It's just you you accept the peace and you treasure it. Even if it's just for a moment. Just a moment. Because you know when you get up to leave church, it's going to be, the parking lot's going to be crazy. Uh-huh. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Just embrace that moment. That's right. Treasure it. We love you, moms. We hope you have the merriest Christmas. Merriest Christmas. And we um, see you soon. <laughs>